I hear those sweet sounds again of Funkonauts, I know it's time. Time for dispatches for Planet Funk. It's the Aced Out Podcast. Dedicated to all whom the man tried to ace out by profiting from the soul without stopping to give props to the prophets of soul. That is correct. This is Ace Allen, a.k.a. Barack Wayne. Brought to you by the letter P. Sponsored by P-E-T-E or People for the Ethical Treatment of Ear Holes. <laughs> and we're Funkin' Fam Affiliated because funk is spelled with fun and a K. That's why it's pronounced fun K. Right, Jay? Fun K. So now I don't even know what to do, man. My head's about to explode. I mean, this is our third episode. That rhyme, by the way, explode, third episode. I'm already writing songs. <laughs> I mean, we just talked to Vet Stone. That was classic. That's our second female guest in a row out of our three episodes. Just so you know, this isn't, you know, just a boys club. We're giving props to the ladies of soul and funk history. Um, let me tell you how we got this guest. Because so, we're getting some intense guests for this show we're doing. Major. Um, well, we did our first pilot episode a couple months back. We talked to Rusty Allen. I contacted Rusty Allen's manager just on a whim. Uh, my friend Roger Purcell, who's our executive producer from L.A., who uh, is involved with Infinite Sky Channel. He dared me to do this podcast. I've been talking about it for years. You know, I'm going to do a podcast one of these days, man, where I talk to uh, <laughs> you know people that nobody talks to, and I talk about albums nobody talks about. And he's like, well, just do it, Ace. What are you sitting around it. for? He dared me to do it, so I approached uh, B. Crit, B. Crit Freeman, who is Rusty Allen's manager. Rusty Allen, the bass player for Sly and the Family Stone on such albums as Fresh. Uh, we did our first episode with him. I just told him, hey, we're going to give you the best interview you've ever had in your life. We're going to ask you all the questions nobody's ever asked you. He came in. He took a chance. We talked to him for two hours. I don't even think he wanted to stop talking. He loved it. He was over the moon. He told his manager. His manager told me. And his manager said, you know, I think you should talk to uh, some of the ladies from Stone. You should talk to Rose. You should talk to Freddie. You should talk to Vet." So he hooked me up. I called Vet. I asked her if she'd do the show. I think she was a little nervous, but she came here early. She came here ready to talk. Um, she was feeling the songs when she heard us uh, warming up, getting the show ready. Uh, she came here with Freddie Stone's daughter. That's right. Freddie Stone's daughter was here. We had funk royalty in the studio sitting Kit. right next to us. We got Kit her. Kit Stone. I know. Kit Stone, Freddie Stone's uh, daughter was here. Her niece. It's a funk family. They sat right here in the studio. We asked them all kinds of questions about all kinds of things. We asked Vet Stone about her book. We asked her about uh, performing with her brother. We asked her about recording certain songs. We asked her about Little Sister. Remember how Rusty kept talking about Little Sister oh, this yeah. and yeah, Little yeah, Sister yeah. that? She had the group Little Sister, which is produced by her brother, Sly Stone. Uh, and they had a couple hits as well. She also comes from a gospel background. She performed with a group called Heavenly Tones. Um, her friend Tiny, who also sings with her and all this stuff, she's supposed to come here today. She couldn't be with us because she got ill. It happens around the cold winter months. But we did a great show. Let's just get to it. I don't know what I'm talking for, running my mouth. Let's just listen to this interview, and we'll talk about it on the other side. This is Vet Stone from Sly and the Family Stone and Little Sister. 
on Ace Out Podcast, and we're proud of this talk. Listen up, y'all. Okay. Oh my gosh, we are honored to have here in the studio with us for Aced Out Podcast, we have Miss Vet Stone. It's so good to see you today. Thank you. Good happy, to be here. Happy holidays and happy new year to you. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to have Tiny here, so we want to give a shout out to Tiny and tell her hello. <laughs> we're going to hold it down for her. Uh, Vet, thank you for coming in. You know, we had Rusty Allen here mm-hmm. a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and we had a really great talk with him and he mentioned you a lot during the interview uh he was talking about uh playing with little sister and getting into sly and the family stone Mm -hmm. uh with your family and then he also talked about actually doing the family affair uh band later in the 2000s i understand that you you're doing a book or you've done a book about that Mm -hmm. and the book is called blood is thicker than mud is that correct (laughs) blood is thicker than mud great and so the topic of that book, that's like an autobiography about you doing the band Family Affair? Uh, the band, yes. And who was in that band? Well, in that particular band, there, yeah. was, there was Skyler, Pete and Tony Yates, mm-hmm. Lisa and Skyler Jett, Tony Stead, Mike Renta, and that's it. And you guys are, and you now you're doing Stone. Yes. You're going to do a Europe, European tour with Stone. Yes. And who's that with? That's with Rose? Mm-hmm. That's with Tiny? Mm-hmm. And Rose's daughter? Lisa. Got you. Wow. So the mm-hmm. four of you. And you have you done shows with this band uh, already? I have, yes. Great. Where did you Where did you do the shows? Around the Bay Area, like San, San Diego, mm-hmm. and, uh, San Jose, and just things in the Bay Area. Wonderful. And... Uh, you're gonna you're getting together a tour for Europe now, right? You're gonna tour Europe yes, in 2019. Being, yeah, it's in process right now. Great. How big of a band is that backing you up? It's just four right now. Got you. I mean, uh, the musicians like the how musicians. Yeah. It's four musicians. Oh, it's four. It's four. It's, it's eight all together. Got you together. The vocals. Got you. I want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna do any recording with that band? Or I hope so. Ultimately, I hope so too. Mm-hmm. We wanted to talk about. I was just telling Jay earlier. Um, Doing my research, I found out actually that you actually had a group together, the three of you, uh, called the Heavenly Tones. Mm-hmm. Got you. And you you had an album when you were in high school. Mm-hmm. Where did you go to high school in Vallejo? In, in uh, San Francisco, I went to in San Francisco, Lincoln, Lincoln High. Oh, Lincoln High School. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And um, while you were like, what grade were you? How did you get this a record deal? It was on Savoy. Well. Yeah, I was like you said. I was a teenager at that time, mm-hmm. and I was singing in church all the time. And mm-hmm. I just happened to get involved with other girls that sung at Ephesians in Berkeley, mm-hmm. and they came over to San Francisco and asked me to sing with them. And I—that's how I actually met Tiny. And when I met them, Tiny and I went eye to eye, and we just started laughing. And we don't, to this day, we don't know what we were laughing at. And we've been laughing ever since. And they asked me to sing with them, and I said, sure. And we started singing together all over the Bay Area and in Los Angeles uh, with James Cleveland, Albertina Walker, uh, Shirley Caesar. And we were the youngest gospel group around at that time, way ahead of our time. Wow. Was Tremaine Tremaine Hawkins? Tremaine Hawkins. 
She became like a gospel like giant herself. Oh yeah, absolutely. With the Hawkins singers. Wow. wow. Yeah. And we that's how we kind of got together and we started singing together and the rest is history. And the album was called I Love the Lord. I Love the Lord. You guys had a single called He's All Right. He's All Right. Let's listen to a little bit of He's All Right. We're going to listen to this just to get our dip our toe into a Tiny's music history. This is called He's All Right and this is with the heavenly tones. Do you remember recording that? It sounds yes. like you're recording it all in a, a big room. Did we you? were, and we actually did that whole album mm -hmm. one sitting. We just went right through. You played all the songs right through, like a like, like a gig? we were in church. Wow, nice! It, I could hear that sound. It sounded like so you're you know the musicians, the singers mm -hmm. all together. Mm -hmm. You played it right through. Mm -hmm. You didn't right edit through. anything. Mm -hmm. You didn't have any auto tune or special mm -hmm. effects like no. they got. Oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. We and, just did it. And, and that was, that was and remember, we were, what, 15, 16, 17 years wow. old. Wow. That must Voice, have felt good. <laughs> Voices yeah. sound so powerful. But that powerful. was all we do. Yeah, yeah, See, exactly. so. yeah. Voices sound so powerful. Um, what was going on at that time? Because you're you're the youngest sister, right? So mm -hmm. what were, um, were you the first that, that got signed to a record label? Like out of the out family? Out of the family. Oh, no, Sly did. So he, he was already signed at that time. Yeah. I'm just trying to get the, the time frame on this. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, um. When he a little bit later on he got like a his own uh, music deal uh, a project called Stone Flower mm -hmm. and he signed you guys you don't have Tremaine Hawkins anymore no. but still you and Tiny and then Mary and Mary Mary Russell and you and you formed uh, you called it Little Sister mm -hmm. and that's what we already heard a lot about Little Sister uh, from Rusty Allen and uh, Sly recorded and produced you too. Mm -hmm. um, and I really like I really like the Little Sisters songs. Do you remember where you recorded that, or how did those sessions work out? We were in Los Angeles. We were actually we didn't know that's what we were going to do. What do you we mean? We just happened to be at the studio. Okay. And Sly said, "Bet, Tiny, do this." <laughs> so it, it's kind <laughs> of. And then that's what we did. You know, we we went through it and we did what we thought he wanted us to do, and. Uh, he said, yeah, keep going, keep going. And we're standing there kind of thinking, this is not right. This is not right. <laughs> and so he said, no, keep going. I, lo I love it. I love it. And we just did it. And So you three were just hanging out. Yeah. He got you doing. We were doing background vocals on other tunes. For got him. you. Got you. That's so, why we were there. So he kept the session going. Yeah. Working on something else. Yes. And you didn't even know you were doing had no clue. like a new group. Had no clue. What did you think when you we found out? We were actually out? sleeping on the floor in the studio. We had been there so long. Uh, oh, my gosh. Taking naps, you know, uh -huh. do a vocal, go back to sleep, do a vocal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of do that. This went on for like for three and four days at a time. 
That sounds like fun if you ask me. Yeah, well, it was. That's just that it was fun for Tiny and I and Mary. Because we, you know, just eat, go to sleep, sit around, eat, go to sleep, sit around, and do a vocal, you know. And and that's pretty much the way it was. There was no real schedule Mm -hmm. or anything. And most of everything we did, it was not planned. Wow. It was not planned. It was something on Bet Tiny, do this. That's surprising to hear because when you listen to the finished project, it sounds so tight and so together. And uh, mm-hmm. l- let's listen to one of those songs. We got uh, ones that I really like is You're the One. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a single that actually got to number four in the R&B charts mm-hmm. and number 22 in the pop charts. Let's listen to that a little bit of this song. I'm, the, I'm sorry, You're the One. And this is by Little Sister, produced by her brother Sly. By the way, by the way, everybody, I would be remiss not to mention, I neglected to mention, uh, we also have here Kit, and Kit is here uh, getting down, listening to these playbacks as well. Uh, Kit is actually Freddie's um, daughter, and she's here with the studio, uh, here in the studio with us as well, and we're glad to have her. Um, what do you remember about recording that? So you, were you just doing one little piece at a time? Was Sly playing all the instruments on that? Who was playing on that? Do you remember? Yeah, there was... Uh... Freddie Sly. Uh, it was a family thing. Yes, it was a family thing. That's great. Yeah. And you were you were just like waking up in between uh, naps yeah. and recording stuff like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And did you guys uh, play play a lot of shows, uh, Little Sister shows, or did you? We did Little Sister shows, but we did uh, Sly's shows as well. We did the background vocals on. Uh, oh, I got, I got you. So yeah. both. Yeah, so we did both. Mm-hmm. So you guys would open and then do slice it. Yeah, yeah, and then sometimes we'd go on our own tour. What? And uh, Boston, Sugar Shack, you wow. know, places like that. So would and you, do. I'm sorry thing. to cut you off. That's okay. Would you guys, were you opening up for like the P-Funk Earth mm-hmm. Tour? Whoa. And all yeah. that. So <laughs> that yeah. Yeah. They were op- they opened for P-Funk Earth Tour? Yeah, and all that. Yeah. Little sister? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. So that that was 
It was fun. I think yeah. they did. It was more comfortable, actually, though, to be with Sly. Right. How's that? Well, because he wrote everything we did. Mm-hmm. And because we were so young, that felt like uh, we felt more secure. Mm-hmm. You know. Got you. The traveling and all, we weren't at an age to see that any other way but work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Got you. And uh, we felt, I, I did, I felt more secure mm-hmm. with Sly and, and Freddie and Rose. Yeah, especially that's your family too. Yeah. And you know, they, they will look out for you, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. Um, I want to play, there's just one more tune. Um, it was actually a B-side to somebody's watching you from Little Sister, uh, Stanga. Uh, I just think that song's really just delightful. <laughs> so I want to hear a little bit of Stanga. Let's listen to a little bit of that and talk about it on the other side. This is also Little Sister, the B-side to Somebody's Watching You. Such an amazing uh, sound. It occurred to me when I was preparing for this episode that I think Sly might have been one of the first, if not the first, to start like doing songs where he's using a drum track, like a drum machine, which mm-hmm. is just standard now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was way ahead of his time, like doing stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it just, just occurred to me like, wow, he was doing this stuff way before everybody else. I mean, people know that, but I don't know if they really know that. Just good to point out. And um, that that song just sounds so... Um, real mm-hmm. compared to the recordings you, you hear now. Yeah. Um, one thing I was curious about is you guys were young there, and then when you, a little bit later, you were still young, but a little bit later when you got into albums like Fresh and Small Talk, it sounds like you really have your thing worked out even more with harmonies and being tight, mm-hmm. uh, being very tight. So, as an example, I want to play, um, and we talked a lot about Fresh with Rusty Allen as well. We played songs like In Time. And uh, I really like the song, If It Were Left Up To Me. Uh, let's listen to that song. And I want to talk to you about um, your approach to the vocals on that one and the harmonies. Okay. So this is If It Were Left Up To Me. And this is off of Sly and the Family Stone's album, Fresh. Classic album. If it were left up to me, it would take more than
Oh my gosh, so <laughs> beautiful. On songs like that, I, that's like a style that's coming up later that I really like. It's like you could hear Sly in the background, just mm-hmm. kind of singing underneath, mm-hmm. but he really lets you all go. And I was wondering, uh, aside from like to do a, a performance like that, are you are you doing like separate like sectional rehearsals with each other as singers? Or it sounds like the even more than the songs we played earlier, the mm-hmm. little it sounds like you really have the harmonies are really getting strong here. Those are actually the easier songs for, for how's those. that? The harmony parts, well, it's it's choir harmony for us. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of harmony we had in choirs, and we were we were all in choirs, so that was pretty gotcha. much the way to do it, because mm-hmm. that's what we knew to do, you know. And is it the same kind of situation where you find out at the studio that you're doing this song? Because it sounds like more like a feature song for you. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Because that th- that was the easy one. Mm-hmm. That that was one of the kind of songs where he just starts singing and we already know what the background is got you wow you know we, that that's was amazing. one of those kind of songs yeah that's amazing that's so surprising because it just sounds like it sounds like so worked out like mm-hmm. I, I imagine you guys like um just going over and over in it but you're just saying it's natural you you knew what to do mm-hmm. i get from all of that training all that yeah. gospel training yeah. right um along those same lines uh a song that everybody loves so much and i was i was curious to talk to you about is the version that he does? You all do of K Sara Sara. So let's listen to a little bit of K, not the whole thing, but a little bit of K Sara Sara. I'm going to ask you about that as well. This is also from Fresh. Who's playing? Who's singing at the top there? Is that you? Yeah, no, that's uh, Mary. That's Mary singing at the top mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of discipline, by the way, for musicians to play like the slow swinging tempo without speeding up. That's so mm-hmm. that's so sharp. Um, what do you remember about recording that song? Where did where did you record this album? Uh, Fresh. Uh, we were in Los Angeles. You're in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about that time? Uh, doing this particular record because it's such a it's such a big influence on so many musicians including yeah. ourselves it was a busy time i remember that it was very busy how's that then well we were doing shows then a lot of shows then so it was a busy time in recording between shows mm-hmm. so were you flying back and forth yes or you know whatever was easier you know just stay there or fly back whatever it took got you mm-hmm. and um how how old were you all at that point? In your twenties at that time? Mm-hmm. 
yeah got you and um that song that song is, means so much to so many people and i guess you're saying it has like uh, a lot of that gospel influence that you brought Sing. to it yeah um it was sly's idea to do that song he just say we're gonna do a did you yeah. know that song before the original well yeah we had heard it from mm -hmm. doris day but we i never thought about seeing it you know <laughs> until he sung it gotcha such a i know such a brilliant choice doris day to sly stone mm -hmm. what kind what kind of music did you guys do or sing when you were growing up like around the house all gospel all gospel. All gospel, yeah. And your parents are musicians. Yes, my mother played the guitar. My dad was a drummer. Wow. My dad's first drum was a washboard and a spoon. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and I, I still have the washboard. Nice. You still have it? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I think I saw a video clip of you doing an interview. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. We yeah. Had the, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. So it must have been just a lot of music going on around the house. All the time, yeah. So lucky. So your your parents they they taught y'all, yeah. And well, yeah, we watched. Right, it wasn't yeah. so much sit down and pay attention. Yeah. We watched. And was there any music in school afterwards or in school? Yeah, some. some uh -huh. Yeah, some. Nah, I don't. There wasn't a lot. Uh -huh. Mostly at mostly church. At church, yeah. At church and at home. Mm -hmm. Nice. And then my dad played piano sometimes, and then my mother played piano sometimes. Right. Then, you know, then my older sister do it. Then Rose would do it. And then I would do it. Uh -huh. It just kind of. It just kind of trinkled down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are who are your specific, like, influences or heroes? What, what performers or singers do you really like? I liked, did I really like? Yeah. I liked Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rusty mentioned Ray Charles as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm kind of all over the place. I I really like Helen Baylor. Helen Baylor. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure if I know Helen Baylor. D I I like uh, D J Rogers. I like their style. Okay, is what I like. And as it turns out, all of these people came from church that I'm naming. Right. Right. Got you. So I relate to it well. Right. Got you. So I like it, you know. Um, well, I like Sly's. <laughs> sure. I like Freddie's. Yeah. Um, Rusty was saying that too. Like he really likes Freddie as a musician, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And Freddie's voice is just. Phew. He is great. He's the only one I know that his tone never fails. Uh, what, do, like, what do you mean? Well, he's never, sh to me, he's never flat, mm -hmm. never sharp. Mm -hmm. He's always right there, right where he's supposed to be. In the pocket. Yes, he's always in the pocket. Wow. You know? and, and I noticed that about him, and as he gets older now, to me, he's even richer. Really? Mm -hmm. that's, so, um, that's so cool that you guys, even performing together as a family, it's nice. I was curious to find out that you guys are like fans of each other. Mm -hmm. And have you know opinions of each other's work? That's really that's really a nice thing, you know. Yeah, that's really heavy. Um, another song that I really like from the Fresh album, and then I want to move on talk about some other things, is uh, "Thankful and Thoughtful." Mm -hmm. And I just I think the backups are really tight, so I just want to talk about that. This is "Thankful Thoughtful," also off Fresh, that we're going to listen to, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Mm -hmm. 
my prayer I should have been happy Yeah, I'll still be there Some could have come And taken me away But the main man fell still Should be here another day And that's why I got to be It sounds so um, not just the harmonies, but rhythmically, you guys sound like so tight, like starting and stopping at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's really, uh, it's like uh, you got the the melody, but it's like you're a drum, like the rhythm that you do the backing vocals as well. Mm -hmm. I guess that just comes with working together so much. Yeah. Um, are, do you find that that um, old uh, sort of shorthand between you all is come back? You know, doing uh, the Stone Project now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we actually ever lost that. Mm -hmm. I think that's basically our style. It must feel yeah. so good to sing together like that. It does. It does. And there's nothing, you know, nowadays they like edit stuff and like line it up. You know, mm -hmm. they, they fix all the, the mistakes. You guys sound like you could do it without that. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't need any we of that try. stuff. We try. Yeah. Were you, uh, do you, with with that song like that there's like overlapping vocals did you record the backups first and then he did a lead or did you guys sing together in different booths how'd you record it, that it varied sometimes he would do the lead and then we just fill in the background and sometimes mm -hmm. we'd be sitting there and he'd do the lead and we'd background and he'd tell him tape it tape it tape it now mm -hmm. you know it sounds it just, like it yeah it changed it varied it sounds like it's, it's part of the songwriting power that he had is very spontaneous you guys were just make sure you were there mm -hmm. on hand just to, to capture mm -hmm. uh, wherever the inspiration came from. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds so great. You got to remember, we started, I was, what, four or five standing on a table. Mm. <laughs> you know? Uh -huh. So we, we were harmonizing together then. Wow. Wow. So one of the first things you ever learned to do was harmonize. Yeah. Really. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. One th one album that is just a personal, I'm a fanboy of, and you have to forgive me. I'm just a really, really big fan of the album Small Talk. Mm -hmm. It's uh, It has a special place in my heart. And it's kind of like my holy grail. I'm always trying to find out a little bit more information about the album. Uh, so I wanted to ask you some questions about this specific album. I really like the songs. I really like the performances. I like the, the quality of the songs. And uh, one of my favorites... Um, is actually Time for Living. Time for Living is a song that I mm. love. And um, I did talk to Rusty about that song, but I just want to, I want to go ahead and do this song again because I love it so much. I want to ask you about it. Um, this is another song that features you singing. That's great. Let's listen to Time for Living and then we're going to play a couple minutes of this and then I'm going to ask you, I'm going to grill you about this song because I love this song. I want to know all about it. This is Time for Living off the Small Talk album. Sly and the Family Stone, track number four. Time for living, time for giving, no 
You guys, I gotta, I gotta give you a visual. It's just such a beautiful thing. We're listening to that song, and I got Freddie Stone's daughter, Kit, here, just like feeling it, swaying to the music. It's just, I'm, I'm soaking up the vibes. You guys, when's the last time you heard that song? Oh, maybe a couple of years. Couple of years. I could hear, I could see you guys lit up a little bit when we started playing that. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Um, one thing I noticed actually is Freddie is credited as a producer on this album, mm-hmm. and on the whatever the re-release of the cd or whatever they put on bonus tracks and there's a version of this song it sounds like you're they were trying to work the song out and actually freddie is singing the chorus mm-hmm. but now on this v- version the final version we have you on the backups who was it was that, is that you tiny me and tiny rose rose and uh, mary so the four of you singing that mm-hmm. that song sounds so good did you also record that in la mm-hmm. um what do you remember about this time, like working on these sessions for this album? Were you also like going back and forth? Yes, but I don't, there are not, not as, you got to remember, I was very young. Mm-hmm. So it, it was all the same to me. You what know? do you mean? Well, there were no dramatic s- stories to gotcha. tell. I, I, it was I, business as usual. It was, yeah, and I, I didn't write them. I understood them mm-hmm. because it was the way I was raised. And a lot of Sly's lyrics was inspired by my mother. How so? She spoke that way to us. Mm-hmm. Thankful, it's time thoughtful. For you need to be thankful, thoughtful. Ah. It's time for living and giving. Mm. Stop all that foolishness. He'd hear a song in that, mm-hmm. and he'd write a song. No kidding. So a lot oh, of that yeah. comes from your mom, those a lyrics? Lot, oh, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow, oh, I, yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when when he would write something like that, you already knew what he was talking Pretty about. Pretty much, yeah. Because we'd heard it. Right. If it wasn't Sunday school, it was at home. You know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, we'd hear it. Drill. So, That's so, deep. So for him to do that for us, it was n- norm, the norm. And that's why it became easy. Got you. We, we, had to, we saw the life of what he spoke about. Uh-huh. You saw the life of what he spoke about. We saw the life. And, and so when he would write the song, it just made it that more beautiful for us, which made it easy to sing. Wow. Because you lived it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's deep. And um, I would like the strings on that song. Uh, I just I don't want to be too corny, but when I listen to that song, like when I'm driving or something like that, it always puts me in a good mood. Mm-hmm. If sometimes I get in a sad mood. Um, it just, it sounds so, it might sound a weird word to use, but it sounds so pretty. Mm-hmm. And it's really like heartfelt. And uh, I, Rusty Allen actually also said he, he get like he gets more emotional listening to that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when um, I talked to you before, when I did a quick pre-interview with you a few weeks ago on the phone, I was just making sure I checked out what songs that you performed on. And I asked you, do you play on Loose Booty? And you said, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Let's, let's listen to um, a little bit of that. This is, uh, this is also off Small Talk. This is a, a monster, ferocious monster of a song uh, that'll get you pumping. This is called Loose Booty from Sly and the Family Stone, featuring Vet Stone, our guest in the studio today. Loose Booty.
Oh, wow. Um, now, that song is a lot of fun. Do you know, what does he say in the beginning and the end? Something about that? Uh, I always think he's saying, like, friendly ghost. That little... Uh, oh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Yeah, what is that? Sh- Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. What is that? Shadrach, explain that. It's in the Bible. Yeah, yeah it's in the Bible. Th- that's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And you know that. We, got, we have, we have uh, uh, Freddie Stone's daughter right here, so she can testify. So you know that... <laughs> That's what that's from? Mm-hmm. Do you know what that translates to? It was three Thanks. people, right? Yeah. It was three men. Mm-hmm. It's three names. Oh, yeah. Jay knows about it. I'm the only one in the room that doesn't know. <laughs> doesn't know. That's it's so, it's perfect. It's so funky <laughs> in the beginning and the end. Uh, do you remember, um, so producing those albums, I saw it, it does say produced by Sly and Freddie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a little bit of a difference or does he also like lead? Or was it, you're just saying you didn't notice? No. It's business as usual. No, and the vocals on this particular tune, I have to mention, yeah. that's Rose at the top. Gotcha. No, right. I yeah, understand that's, that. Yeah, that's Rose. That's, that's Rose, mm-hmm. yeah. She has that distinct uh, voice there. Yes. Um, is that another one that's kind of, are, are these like written in the studio or does he have them worked out? And then he, both. Both of them? Both. Do you remember how that one was done? Did he come up with that in the studio or? No, I don't. No, he you gotta he didn't write around me unless uh he would write maybe if he changed something. But I never saw him actually do the writing. Got it. Okay. Yeah, he, so he, that answers my question. Yeah. He Got just, it. So he would he would come in with something. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got you. And we pretty much know because we know him, mm-hmm. we know what to do. Mm-hmm. Got you. I really also this the track after that, holding on, is great too. Uh, it's very uh, it's very inspirational, especially for nowadays. Has a great message. Uh, let's also listen to "Hold It On" from Small Talk. Uh, Sly and the Family Stone. Let me ask you an answer. I love that lyric. <laughs> this album, yeah. this album has uh, a fun spirit. At the beginning, you can hear him saying, "Like I'm going to punch in," like talking to the engineer. I like that. Did what? By the way, um, that reminds me. What songs when you did a family affair later, years later? What songs were you doing in the set? Were you doing any of these old songs? What songs oh, did we, you do? Most of them. Oh, okay, most yeah, of them. Yeah, For did. example, what songs in in a set? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Family Affair, Hot Fun in the Summertime, Dance wow. to the Music. Wow. Uh, 
want to take you higher. Oh my gosh. Uh, you're the one, everyday people. Sounds like, oh my gosh, it yeah. sounds like a great set. And by the way, uh, uh, Vet has a book coming out called Blood's Thicker Than the Mud. Uh, and it's going to be about that time period in her life when she put together the Family Affair group. Actually, the book is already out. Oh, it is yeah. out. It is out. Where, how can we get it? Vetstone.com. Vetstone.com. <laughs> V-E-T-S-T-O-N-E.com. Yes. And they can get a copy of that book. Yes. Wonderful. Um, that's fantastic. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know it was out already. I have to get a copy. Yeah. I'm going to get one. I'm going to go in there and order. Okay. So that's vetstone.com, uh, you all. Did I have the title right? Blood is Thicker Than the Mud? Mm-hmm. Got you. Okay, great. That's good to know. Um, there's a specific uh, call and response thing going on that I was curious about because, like I said, I'm a big geek about the album Small Talk. We've talked about uh, Loose Booty, Time for Living, Holding On. Uh, one more tune I just want to ask you about. Uh, while I have you here, is the song Better Thee Than Me. And then there's an interesting kind of call and response that I just wanted to ask you about, ask you what you think. You guys, this is a song called Better Thee Than Me. It's also off Small Talk. And we're listening to it. It's Sly and the Family Stone featuring his sister, Vet Stone, what we have here in the studio today. We also have Kit Stone here. <laughs> okay, let's listen to it. Better Thee Than Me. How do you work that out? Like, um, you have, it sounds like the guys are doing one rhythm and then uh, the female vocals, like you're doing another one, you're doing the same lyrics, but a slightly different rhythm. It's so interesting. It's Mm -hmm. like a polyrhythmic thing going on. Um, And also later on in the song, you have a call and response where you're saying the vocals before, Mm -hmm. better change your route. And they say, better change your route. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of backwards with the call and response. I love that. Um, how did you work that out with the the guy stones and the the female stones like going off each other? Did that just come naturally with the arrangement? For the most part, yeah. but sometimes they would just do their vocals, and gotcha. maybe in a couple of days we'll come do ours. Got it. And they just yeah. mix them together like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds good. And I I just like the slow funk of that. Another thing that's interesting about this album is the use of the violin. Uh, Sidge Page violin. I just think like the qual- the sound quality and the songwriting, the performances on this album are, are brilliant. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, would you give any advice to somebody getting into into music now about uh, any advice about doing music, being a singer? Uh, I had something to say to that person. I would just tell them to be true to it. Be true to it. 
Don't just do it because you heard someone else do it. Be true to it. Got you. And uh, um, how does it feel to uh, still be doing music, still working on music? Feels good. Yeah. It feels good. Um, it's a gift. Yeah. And uh, I can't imagine not doing it. You can't. So you singing, can't imagine not doing not it. singing or or some some form of. You're compelled music. to do it. You just yeah. have to do it. Yeah. How did um so, uh the group family affair? What what year did that start? Like sometime in the 2000s? 2003. 2003. Mm-hmm. And how long did you do that for? Family affair. Yeah, yeah. Because that's well, what your book's about, right? You mean Family Stone? Well, I'm talking about later, Family Affair. No, uh, no, it started Family Affair. Got it. Funk Family Affair. Got it. Is, that, that's, that lasted about family. one month. Did Greg Arrico try to, he started that? No, he did not start it, but he was part of it. Got it. Got yeah. it. And yeah. Funky Family Affair, that lasted about a month. And then when I talked to you, when I talked to you before, you said you kind of just wound up being the leader or something like that. Yeah, you did. Well, yeah, after we realized that, uh, Jerry and Greg were not going to be a part of it. Jerry Martini. Yeah, yep. Jerry Martini and, and Greg were not going to be a part of it. We changed the name. Got you. And actually, Skyler was a big part of that okay. with me. He and I worked close together in doing the whole thing. Wow. And uh, once we found out that they were going to do something else, we moved forward. And I said, okay, so it won't be Funk Family Affair. It'll just be Family Stone. Got you. So you called it. Oh, so you called it Family Stone. Yeah. Sorry about that. I had some okay. uh, misinformation. I was looking that mm-hmm. up. So that that was known as Family Stone. Mm-hmm. And in that group, you played uh, you played everyday people, hot fun in the summertime, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All the hits. What songs are you doing now with Stone? Are you doing uh, all the hits mm-hmm. and uh, uh, just basic stuff that we always, you know, the you the regulars. Mm-hmm. You know, the regulars, Hot Fun of the Time, Dance with the Music, Want to Take You Higher, Everyday People. Uh, thank you for talking to me, Africa. I love that. The slow nice. version. Yeah. We do that. And um, Stanga. Stanga. You do do yeah. Stanga. Yeah, we do. Oh, that. my gosh. Yeah. And uh, we know what, we also do a couple of things that Rose wrote. Okay. Yeah. Already Motivated. Mm-hmm. I know that song. Oh. I love that song. We're doing that. That's a great song. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so we're having fun with that. Have you have you sung with Rose's uh, daughter before? Oh, yeah. You have? I've been singing with Lisa a long time. You've been singing with her a long time. Mm-hmm. So it really is a family thing. Oh, yeah. If, Just, it's, if it's not on the road, it's at church in the choir, and then I'd be singing with Christy. Uh, gotcha. I was going to say, yeah. do you, does, does kids sing over here? Oh, yeah. So you're Are all you singing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Were you singing, be honest, were you singing on the way here, on the drive over here? Let me think. Was I? <laughs> no, actually, no. Because we were to listening start, to Christmas to music. Here. They were about to start yeah, singing here? They, they, you know, we were talking while you were doing the, the stuff, and they had a party last night. Some people came over, and, you know, they were just talking. I was like, hold up, y'all parties just must be off the hook. And they're like, oh, yeah. is that, I heard you guys, is that <laughs> yeah. what you were talking about? Yeah. You had a party last night, and everybody yeah. was singing? It wasn't actually a party. I just said, okay, you guys, come on over, because I'm cooking Christmas dinner uh-huh. instead of Christmas Day. Got you. So I ended up having about 35 people, and it was one of those impromptu things. 
noise singing and well we can't do anything without some form of singing gotcha can you imagine so, <laughs> i can i can't imagine and with good food lots of food and singing and socializing oh my gosh i'm yeah. so jealous i'm so <laughs> jealous of that oh my goodness um there's also um I, i'm glad we played stanger by the way i'm glad i didn't know you're still doing that. that's great i like to hear your uh, current version of that um, also, um, I really like the High On You album, and I wanted to check out a couple of songs from that. Uh, while we got you here, Vetstone is here. And uh, you can go to vetstone.com and check out her book. And she's going to be on tour in Europe with the, the group Stone, featuring herself, uh, Tiny, uh, Rose, and Rose's daughter. And um, I wanted to check out, I really like the song Crossword Puzzle. Mm. You remember that song, Crossword mm -hmm. Puzzle, uh, from High On You, the second song? Uh, let's listen to a little bit of crossword puzzle and talk about it on the other side. This is also Sly and the Family Stone. This is from the next album after Small Talk called High on You. Crossword puzzle. Never, there's never a performance from you guys that just doesn't have a lot of heart in it, you know? It's There's a lot of skill to it, rhythmically, uh, technically, but there's just, like, a lot of heart. Um, every time I hear one of these songs, it just fills me, just brightens you up. I can see you all listening to it. It just makes you start smiling mm -hmm. and getting into it. You can't really be indifferent listening to one of these songs. Uh, your performances have so much soul. Do you remember uh, anything about recording this record, uh, the High On You album? I remember, yeah, I remember recording it. That particular song was Rudy Love. Rudy Love? Mm hmm Okay. Is that a cover? No, that was his name. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, Rudy Love. Yeah, And And um, is that also with Tiny and... Yeah. Mm -hmm. The same the, three the vocals, of you? yeah, and Rudy was like our guest. Got it, got Some, it. Somebody that we met on the road. <laughs> It could sing and and kind of gel okay. with everybody and was it so is it four voices or three? Uh, with this particular yeah, song, yeah. there were maybe five. Oh, five. Okay, got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's um, it's so uh, there's so many polyrhythms in that from the bass line mm -hmm. to the horn line with the vocal on top of it. It's just mm -hmm. it's almost too much rhythm. <laughs> it's a rhythm explosion. I really I also like the song uh, so good to me. 
<laughs> That's a good song. Listen, this is from also from High on You, uh, Sly and the Family Stones. So good to me. Let's listen to a little bit of that and talk about it on the other side. You're good to me Because you people You're good to me Because you are Should I offer a drink to you just because your throat is dry? Some of these lyrics, I just love them so much. I, I, you have to excuse me. Sometimes I have technical questions. When you guys do these vocal tracks, uh, do you stand close? This is very technical. Do you stand close to the microphone? Do you stand like far back as like a group of three? Do you each use a, a microphone for yourselves or is it just recording? At, at that particular time, yeah. I, we used maybe one. One microphone. And we just knew where to stand. Mm -hmm. Wow. See, yeah. that's fascinating to me. So recording all of your voices into one microphone, mm -hmm. and you know how to stand naturally to blend it so mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be mixed. You mix yeah. yourself. God, that's so much skill. And all that skill, I think. I just think people don't have it these days. That's a lot. That's important. I could tell listening to it. I had a feeling mm -hmm. it was recorded like that mm -hmm. because you could hear the room. And um, I don't know, it just sounds more real when things are recorded that way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get frustrated. People think everybody has to have their own microphone and you have to be right up close to the mm -hmm. mic and not get the sound of the room. Um, it almost connects to that. The first song we played, uh, He's All Right, just mm -hmm. that same kind of sound. Like you could hear the room. Hear the room, yeah. Hear the voices. It sounds like, you know, like a party at your house with dinner <laughs> and everything. Um, it's, it's really beautiful um, to have you here. To have you, you both here in the studio. Thank you. I'm glad you got here. Um, I'm glad we've been able to talk to you. Is there anything else you want to tell us about besides we got the book and you got the tour coming up? Is there anything else you want to promote or let us know about this coming up? No, not at this time. No. Got there you. Isn't. Thank you though for having me. No problem. Do you know what countries you're going to go to, try to go to in, in Europe? No, I don't. Not yet. Not yet. All right. It's still early in the process. Exciting. We'll wait. How, how long is that book that you put together that you have you have out? How long is yeah, it? Yeah, how many pages? Is it a good read? It's a good read. Uh, it's about about 200 pages. I'm going to read that. I am a, a fiend for rock biographies, soul biographies, autobiographies. <laughs> I didn't know you already. When I talked to you before, I thought it wasn't out yet. So I'm, I'm going to get a copy of that. I'm going to go on the website and get a copy myself. Thank you. Vetstone.com, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Vetstone.com. Yeah. And it was so beautiful to come here. Thank you for bringing Kit. Mm -hmm. um, it was great talking to you. 
And uh, hopefully we can talk to you again sometime in the future. Thank you for giving us your time. Absolutely. Uh, have a great new year. Thank you. Got, so any, got you. any new year's resolutions? No, I'm just always going to try to do better. There you go. Whatever it is. That's all you need. Yeah. Time for living, time for giving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, y'all. It's been beautiful on, on our way out. Uh, we're going to say goodbye to the ladies. And we're going to close out the show with Stand. What do you remember about recording Stand? The classic, classic Slime and Family God. song. Stand. I remember recording it and going back to sleep. On the floor. <laughs> Being honest. <laughs> Going back to sleep on the floor and then waking up and doing another verse. Right. And maybe three weeks later doing another verse. Oh, <laughs> uh, stand exciting, right? Yeah. It, hey, it, it's uh it just shows how hard you're working, that's right, all, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just funny. I'm just getting a mental picture. Stand. Yeah, and go back to sleep. Yeah. And he'd say, Stan, we'd stand. <laughs> Maybe that's how we got the song title, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you all. Um, have a safe trip. I guess we're going to take a picture with you all, if you don't mind, real quick before okay. we leave. Okay. And this is Stan, you all. And we've had Vet Stone in the studio. She was here live. Mm -hmm. And so was Kit, uh, Freddie Stone's daughter. And it was beautiful talking to you all. And here's Stan. We'll talk to you next time. We'll see you episode four, everybody. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Things you want are real. You have you to complete, and there is no There's a midget standing tall And a giant beside him about to fall
Well, we did it again, Jay. That was no joke. What did you think of that I whole interview? It, man, I thought it was I thought it was cool with, you know, the history and you know, especially that they went on tour with P Funk. Could you imagine that? I can't imagine that. <laughs> it was interesting. She said, even though, you know, that was cool and all, she really liked doing the family thing. She right. felt safer yeah, yeah. performing with family. Well, I think I would too with with with, with, with going out with the P Funk crowd. That's a little bit wild. Right, like, right, right, you know I mean? <laughs> right. I'd rather be secure with family, brothers, sisters, and cousins. I just want to say, you know, she's such a talented person. You know, she's wrote a book. She led a band and done all these great performances. I do want to say, uh, your wife reminded me, you know, Vet Stone did look beautiful. She looks fantastic, actually. That's she looks right. absolutely beautiful. You know, I didn't want to say, you know, because I admire her so much. I didn't want to say, you look beautiful. Right. Right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, <laughs> I was actually kind of starstruck. From a musician standpoint, oh, man. just the albums she's definitely. worked on and anything she could say about the recording of these albums that I just listen to in my car when I'm driving. I listen yeah. to, you know, when I'm, I'm around the house, uh, you know, that I, songs that I just trip on. I was like starstruck by it. And I didn't want her to get, you know, hey, you look beautiful. You know, I just, I right. didn't, you know. But all I, weird. And- right. But I, she, your wife, Tina, let me know. It was okay. You know, I could have let her know she's beautiful. Yeah. I, it might have, you know, she was a little bit nervous herself. And I you know why? Because everybody just wants to talk to Sly or, the, you know, they don't want to talk to uh, all the people involved because they just don't know who. It's not a, a conspiracy. Right. It's just people don't know, you know, Vet Stone, Freddie Stone. These are all main ingredients. These are part yeah. of the infrastructure, not that's, just extra right. things. And talking to Vet Stone is wonderful. I'm really proud of this podcast. You know, um, we're, I really work hard on trying to do the research, yes. uh, Jay, to prepare for these podcasts, mm-hmm. to put them together. Uh, you know, producing a podcast, is, you know, some are better than others. I've really been paying attention. I say this with peace and love. I don't want to sound like I think we're hot stuff, but some are better than others. I listen to other podcasts. For example, you know, Tall Ross, the rhythm guitar player from Funkadelic? Yes. He was on all the Funkadelic albums up until Maggot Brain. Okay. And then he disappeared. Uh-huh. And he, I didn't know this, but he resurfaced in 1995. And they did an interview with him for a podcast recently, some dude. And the sound quality wasn't great. Right. I was hanging on every word, but, you know, the guy just started talking about himself, the interviewer, and, like, his music. I'm like, I don't care about your music. Uh, like, he didn't, you know, you can't just have a good guest and not prepare to ask the right questions. That's right. You have to make sure you're in a real studio with real, you know, sound control here, like we got with James Ward here at uh, Live Oak Studios. In Berkeley. Yeah. Priscilla's, uh, yeah, here in Berkeley. We, we want to have a good quality show. We want to make sure we got the good microphones. We got the good cues. You work out what we're going to do. But at the same time, some podcasts are too slick. They're too corporate. Uh Like, I don't know, some podcasts from like certain established newspapers or uh, NPR kind of things where it's almost a little little too Too slick, a little too produced. Right. Here we're having fun. We're listening to the music. We're staring at the people making the music right here while we're playing it, listening to them, watching them bob and weave to the songs. They They were feeling it. And it was it was beautiful to watch a Freddie Stone's daughter like right. get into the song. She yeah. loved listening to it, and I you know it's just fun. You know we enjoy ourselves, but we we, we prepare. Yes, I'm pr- proud of what we did. We have fans. We have people liking our page. We have people listening to the show. I told you before, not just in America, but also in UK. Yeah, and in Germany. And again, Roger Bissell, our, our executive producer he gave me that advice he said you should promote a little bit so whatever What's up, y'all <laughs> whatever money i could uh uh scrounge together uh i produced i did uh do a little bit of a promotion towards um united kingdom and germany thanks raj 
Thank you. And uh, thank you, Jay. We got the Funkinox album. You know, we use our theme song, I Can Never Be. I, I love that never. song. That's a song that I played bass on and Randy G played on. Yes. And Randy, Randy, myself too, but Randy especially was begging you to let us do a second take of that. Right. We only played one take one of that. One take of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Randy's like, well, we really got to have another take, you know, just to be careful. I right. know you like that one, but just have another one in the chamber. Yeah. You're all, nope. Nope. That was it. And then even after we did other songs, he's like, can we, can we go back to that song? <laughs> and then I think at one point I wanted to go, I wanted to sneak in and redo my bass. Yeah. You know, I guess. But so anyway, good producing on your part, Jay. We didn't yeah, thanks, redo brother. our parts. And that turned out to be one of my favorite songs. Uh, this is from the Bible, not the Bible. I don't want to be sacrilegious, but basic instructions before leaving earth. That's the Funkonauts album. How can you get a Funkonauts shirt? Can you remind us? Yeah, about that? you can go to uh, Funkonauts uh, page on um, Facebook and do the little PayPal thing. There's a little message down there. I'll repost it and uh, you guys check it out and uh, get a shirt. It's got a nice picture of Anunnaki. Uh, What's Anunnaki? Anunnaki is what you might call an ancient aliens. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think we're all a part of that, and uh, we're going back to Planet Funk. You know. I know you got it in some of your DNA. Oh, man. Some of the ancient alien. I think so. I mean, we've all had our UFO experiences. We can talk about that another time. You know who's got a, a good story about that is Leon Hendricks um, and his autobiography about growing up with Jimmy. I bet. Uh, he has a couple of UFO experiences in there. I, hopefully, I want to get him on the show one of these days. Yeah, yeah. I think could, you'd really like his story. That would be cool. And we could, uh, you know, go in depth about that because that has a lot to do with about the music and uh changing the frequencies that people listen to mm -hmm. change the frequencies and you could change people's minds and and you know maybe the world might be a better place that our kids kids could live in because the way it's going down i mean global warming and mm -hmm. ice melting in antarctica and what have you um that can be really crazy you know we could have another flood yes i know <laughs> we've already been having really bad fires out here in california and uh, yeah, I got you. You've got to change the frequency. You've got to change, change the, frequency. the frequency. We got um, this album's coming out soon. Uh, Jay's just putting the finishing touches on it. That's right. And uh, you can find information about this album on the Ace Out Podcast website. That's A C E D O U T podcast.com. Uh, we're going to listen to another song from this album. What song are we going to listen to, Jay? Funk Junkie. Okay, this is Funk Junkie by the Funk Knots. Is that enough funk for you? And thanks again to Vetstone coming in. Shout out to B. Crit uh, Freeman and Rusty Allen for that. And uh, have a good New Year. Follow your New Year's resolutions. We don't have New Year's resolutions because uh, we're not into that type of thing. I asked Jay, you got a resolution? He said, no. So, <laughs> me neither. I'm, I'm I second that emotion. And this is Funk Junkie, y'all. We'll see you on episode four. Thank you. Funk K. Yo, I got some of that EWF, man. I got some of that OHIO player. What's up, my brother? Yeah. Put my shit down. I'm just trying to get my nut on. I got some of that food. You got no health insurance. What you want, man? We were all born to be free. And we Destiny. If it was left up to me, I'd blow this motherfucker up and set you free. 
It's the F-U-N-K in me That makes my big toe so happy And if I pull it out You will see Cause what the hell Can't go another day Oh, I start to itch I'm a funk junkie I need to get high And if I don't get it every day I might as well die I need some funk, y'all